the Brett Easton Ellis podcast. I was not setting out to be like the, the classic handsome man kind of persona or whatever it is in my career as a musician. And I don't think a lot of the greatest people were Bowie or Iggy Pop or Mick Jagger. But the two things that I think are most attractive in, in life are confidence and ambition, like that you that you see something in the future. Hello. This is Marilyn Manson. I'd like you to listen to me and one of my greatest heroes, Brett Easton Ellis, on his podcast, The Brett Easton Ellis Podcast at PodcastOne.com. The Brett Easton Ellis Podcast at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastONE.com. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Do you know what this is? It's stimulating. Mind expanding. The in thing. It's the hula hoop of the jet generation. Podcast1.com presents celebs, pop culture, fashion. No one gets to tell me not to curse. Oh, and some of that, too. This is Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Now, here's Brandy Glanville. Hello, people. What's going on today? I'm, I have a deep voice for you today. I'm testing out another voice because I'm so annoyed by the highness of my own voice. How many voices do you have? Um, like four. I have a porn voice, my normal voice, a low voice, and then an angry voice. I like the porn one. <laughs> I'll show you that later. Huh. Um, so what's going on, Art? Welcome to another podcast, Brandy. <laughs> no, welcome, Art. Oh, well, welcome to the listeners, really. They're the ones that matter. That's true. Yes, and I want to take a minute to uh, thank our advertisers on this show. They're important because they keep the show free, and uh, they keep the lights on around here, and it's important that uh, all you pretty people out there, all your listeners are so attractive, by the way. I don't know how the hell you manage that. I, You know what? I enjoy pretty people. I, I say, if you're not attractive, no kidding, <laughs> that's horrible. No, I just, they're all gorgeous. I like it. You know, Hulu has been a uh, advertiser on the show for a few weeks now. Hulu Plus, if you go to HuluPlus.com slash Brandy with an I, uh, you could get a free trial. No, there's the show. Yes, and I'm going to do that later because I've never Hulued. Can you believe that? You've never Hulued? No, because I'm not really good with technology, but then when I read about it, I think that I need to Hulu. I've gotten rid of cable altogether. Really? Yeah, I Hulu all the time. I need to Hulu. You do need to Hulu. I'm going <laughs> to Hulu I'm later. I'm going to Hulu with you. <laughs> And then, of course, uh, Amazon.com. If uh, if you go to the website, podcast1.com, and go to the Brandy Glanville page, there's an Amazon banner on there, and all they got to do is click that link. Yeah, you click it, and then you go straight to Amazon. Everything's free, but whatever they buy for Christmas, we get a portion of it to keep the lights on here at Podcast One. And help like keep food in your stomach and things like that. Oh, I'm trying not to eat, silly. <laughs> well, Del Taco. But yes, you know? yeah. <laughs> a little Del Taco goes a long way. But no, if you want to support the show, go to the website, uh, podcast1.com. Click on the Amazon banner under the Brandy Glanville page, and you don't have to buy anything, just anything that you might normally already buy for Christmas shopping or whatever. A percentage of that gets kicked back to the show, to Brandy here, and it's a good way to support the show without really having to do anything. I have a little issue with shopping online. Oh, do you? Mm, yeah. I like to find deals. I mean, I've just bought a book last night, an $80 uh, coffee table book for 25 bucks on Amazon. Oh, you're such a nerd. I like it. It was the uh, cat behind the hat. It's like Dr. Seuss's all original drawings and stuff like that. Aww. He fascinates me. He's awesome. Green Eggs and Ham is my favorite book. I'm not going to lie to you, but I do not want a coffee table book about him, but I enjoy that you are weird enough to like that. <laughs> He's a fascinating guy, by the way. I mean, he was into paganism and all sorts of weird stuff. Yeah. Duh. Okay. That's my, my answer when I don't know what to say. I don't even... Paganism, is that... Uh, when they you get have a ton of wives, what is it? No, pagan. It's polygamy. Oh. Uh, paganism is it's Wiccans and, and people of that nature. Oh, speaking of Wiccans, we have a witch on our show. She's going to come do the podcast. I just heard about that. As a matter of fact, yeah, she's gr- she's great. She's honestly 
the sweetest, most loving, no bullshit kind of chick that you could ever meet. I love Wiccans. I do. I do, too. I I made out with her. Really? Yeah. And now everyone thinks we're lesbians, but we're not. But you're not a lesbian. I'm not. You're nowhere near a lesbian. No, I'm a waist-up lesbian. I love beautiful women. And it just, you know, when you're having fun and having a couple drinks, shit happens. It was fun. But everyone's, like, so judgmental. There's, like, lesbian police everywhere. And it's bizarre because it's such an acceptable thing in this day and age. Katy Perry had a number one hit song about kissing a girl. And yet somebody does it visually and everyone freaks out. The people are so invested in this shit that they don't realize you're just, we're here to entertain you. Yes. Is it our life? Yes. We walk away at the end of the day and go to our real lives. Well, at least I do. Some of the women don't get outside of the reality show bubble. And that's when it gets scary. That's when it, yeah, it's scary, definitely. And those women are out right now on full attack saying that I need to be in rehab. Yeah, you said uh, before you came in here today that you had some some rumor squashing to do. I do. Okay, so there's a couple different rumors. Somebody said they were worried that they were worried about me doing legal drugs at my house. I'm thinking legal or illegal. Legal. What's a, what's a legal drug? Xanax, I guess. I oh, I, I don't know. Drugs. Yeah, I, I'm, but I don't. I can't even take pain pills. It make me throw up. So, if taking Lexapro in the morning to help me get through my day, if you're worried about me, don't be. It's an antidepressant, and I love it. I tried to live without it, and I can't. And go fuck yourself if you have a problem with Where it. Where did these rumors start? You know, I think there's a lot of really shady people that sit in these rooms for these blogs. They just make shit up. I think that the, like the story of Eddie, Leanne, and I, it will never go away because these people don't want it to. Everyone's like, why don't you just drop it and stop talking about it? I'm like, well... <laughs> I, this on the cover of magazines. Everyone asks me about it. It's not. You would happily drop it if everybody else would. I'm if, sure. I, w- I wish I could. I think that they probably. I know Eddie wishes that we could. It's so funny because right now I was reading that somebody wants to take my kids away from me, and it's very interesting because for the first time Eddie and I are actually getting along. We went and sat in Jake's parent-teacher conference together. It's like we're just sitting there, and this is the first time I think I shared a laugh with him in five years. Wow. Our, our, the teacher said. You know, Jake's always so prepared for school and he's such a good boy. Out of all the class, out of all the kids in our class, you know, you guys are the best co-parenters. <laughs> See, look at that. And yet these kids need to be taken away from But me. I mean, we, I started laughing and he started laughing because I, I looked at her and I go, if that's the case, then you are in big trouble with this class. Yeah, no kidding. So no, no one, no one thinks my kids, that's just a stupid rumor that Leanne somehow wants to take my children who she has no legal right to away from me, which is not even true. There's no truth to any of it. Yet it all gets out there like it is truth. Well, I mean, the problem is people believe everything they read. Well, I read that your birthday was uh, a couple weeks ago. Last time you were in here, you had a birthday. It was. I did. I so had that was true. It was true. You do have I, birthdays. I do have birthdays. And I do celebrate on my birthdays, God forbid. Um, I went out with a bunch of friends, and uh, I was tripping when I was sipping. We had a little bit too much to drink, and then we went dancing, and then we went home. And there's all of these, like articles right now does brandy need rehab this i've never claimed to be sober never not in my life you're drunk again i'm drunk right now art i forgot to tell you trust me you would know if i was drunk my voice give me some gin no um no seriously like there there's a couple ladies i'm gonna use that name uh use that word loosely on our show that are going around trying to discredit me there's a couple episodes where definitely we're on vacation i'm having some drinks and sometimes with these ladies and like your only friend in the room is a drink, to be honest. Um, but ultimately, I have a hundred jobs. I 
take care of a household. I pay all the bills. I don't have help. I take care of two little kids. I do all of these things. I don't know how I would get anything done if I was just drunk all the time. And you have to be able to unwind just like everybody else on the face of the planet that has some vice or another. Yeah, you know, ultimately, here's the thing. I don't claim to be sober. I do enjoy drinking. Sometimes I overindulge. I don't drink when I have my kids. And when I don't, I'm, you know, in a different space. And at the end of a long day, it's nice to have a glass or two of wine. And sometimes it's four and that's not good for me, but it is what it is. Like, I think the difference is most of my friends have had a few naughty nights out this year and they get to just go and come home. We have people following me from my house to the restaurant, back to the house. So no matter what I do, they take pictures of me at Target, but those don't get printed because that's not interesting. No. And you know, take pictures of me with the kids. You won't see those. That's not interesting. They want to see me and a crotch shot and falling down or drunk. And it's like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. It happened twice, a, you know, this year. And I turned in my book. I got drunk with my agent. I had a birthday. I got drunk with my friends. Like, it just makes me so angry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I brought it up. No. Listen, if I ever feel like I have an issue or I can't control it or an uncontrollable like, urge, I will fucking get help. I have so many friends that are sober and that they, you know, they see me and they know me and they don't ever judge me and they don't, they've never come to me and said, we're worried about you. Like they see one lived with me around my kids and she saw my everyday life and every once in a while we go out and I just like, I'd like to tie one on. It was like, that's me letting go. And I just don't think it's a big deal. But it's the over-political correctness of society in this day and age with the internet. That kind of brings me into something I wanted to bring up on today's show. Yeah. Uh, you have a thesis that social media is ruining humanity. Yes, I do. Who we are as human beings. And I was doing some cruising over the internet and the BBC just came out with a new study. The headline is Modern Life is Turning People Off to Sex. Uh, I, I think people are so obsessed with posting and answering and shouting out what they're doing, they're really forgetting to live their lives. I'm going to start parties. I'm going to do dinner parties. I'm going to say no phones, and I'm really going to stick to it. No phones, no checking phones, no anything. I mean, people with children, you get a little pass if you you have a babysitter, but no, I, I really, I think phone calls are the new thing to get back to because we are turning into an antisocial society that's overly, hyperly critical and and ridiculous. We're obsessed with with all things ourselves in social media and if one person in buttfuck Egypt doesn't like us. No, it's it's insane. And this story continues here. Money worries and the distractions of social media mean people are having sex less frequently, researchers are now saying. A uh, once-in-a-decade poll of 15,000 Britons found that those aged 16 to 44 years old were having sex fewer than five times per month. Well, maybe we should give this uh, social media bug to China because they have so many people there and then they would slow it down with the population. They're the communists. They can't get on the internet over there. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's, a, that's an issue. Five uh, times, less than five times per month from 16 to 44. Wow. That's insane. That's but, your peak. Those are your peak ages, people. Got, you got to get it on. Absolutely. The figure compared with more than six times a month on the last two occasions when the official national survey of sexual attitudes and lifestyles was carried out in 1990 to 91 and 1999 to 2001. Uh, the study's authors say modern life may be having an impact on libidos. Dr. Kath Mercer from University College London said people are worried about their jobs, worried about money, and they're worried about the Internet. They're not in the mood for sex. I think people are extremely, they were becoming more narcissistic and self-absorbed. And what turns us on is engaging with 
the rest of the world rather than the people that are right there around us that love us. And people have this weird backwards type of perception where that, what well, I'm interacting with people more than I ever have before. I, I'm following <laughs> all these people and they're tweeting and but you're not connecting with them in any kind of way. Well, you're ignoring the way. people around you is what you're doing. You're, you're checking out like my friends that sit there and they're tweeting at lunch. I have a heart attack. I'm like, do that later. Or don't do it while you're driving with me either because that's a serious issue. It's worse than drinking and driving because at least when you're drinking and driving, you're trying to pay attention. When you are tweeting and driving, you're looking straight down or even texting. You're not even trying to look up. It's so scary. Especially on like an iPhone where it's you no. know, the touch screen and there's no buttons and you're trying to hit the right little you know, half yeah. a centimeter of a spot to get the right click. It's, re- it's so terrifying. hard. It is. Absolutely terrifying. I don't want any, and I hate Suri though. Suri can't do shit. She's my nemesis. I like to ask her weird existential questions. Ugh. I told her she was a whore the other day. Oh. I just, yeah, she sent the wrong text to the wrong person. I, I kind of like the idea of you and Siri and some weird kind of sexual, like, <laughs> uh, story continues, but we also think modern technologies are behind the trend too. People with tablets and smartphones, they're taking them into the bedroom with them and using Twitter and Facebook and answering emails instead of being intimate. Ugh. It's an addiction. When did you first start noticing this trend? Because this is something that you've been talking about for a long while now, and it's interesting to me that it's coming out in you know the BBC after the fact that you've been talking about it in your books and, and things like that. Well, you know, honestly, I, I made fun of um, somebody who went to rehab, and I called it Tweehab because she's so like stressed out and anxious over Twitter that she needed to go to rehab. Um, but... Then I realized after a while it is, it is sucking my time away. And when I'm with the kids, all of you might see three tweets a day, but I realized it was really eating away at me on the daily. Like I would start thinking about, oh, so this is what everyone's saying. So it came internal. It was, it was no, from oh, yourself. Absolutely. First and foremost. Oh, yeah. It was, you didn't 100%. see it in other people. No. Wow. Well, I mean, I noticed it first in myself. I made fun of it in other people. And then I realized it was a real thing. And now we all admit that we're addicted to it. That's very uh, self-aware of you. I find that hot, oddly <laughs> enough. Yeah, well, I'm self-aware, sadly. <laughs> she also said that the survey suggested that couples aged between 16 and 44 may be using online porn as a substitute for sex. Well, <laughs> I know a lot of people do that as well, but um, I'm not. I'm not super into porn, but yeah. I think that we're just turning into the society of we need you we need to get the human touch back. We need to get the one-on-one. We need to have a little eye contact, a little like we did an interview earlier on the phone. It was so difficult for me because I am used to sitting here and engaging and I enjoy that so much as part of this because you rarely get to sit and have a conversation with people anymore. How do you react when you because you date around, you meet guys and you go out and so on and so forth. How do you react when you're out on a date and the dude is on the phone the entire time? Oh, that won't happen. <laughs> Doesn't happen? No, because I don't let it happen. How, what do you mean you don't let it happen? I mean, if you see it happen, you just put you put a stop to it? No, right then I said, I'm sorry. Do you, you know, I'll just say, did you have something more important to be doing or, or something? Like, I even on the table, I don't want it on the table turned over. And unless you're my agent or someone like that that has to take calls and we're not on a date, more on a date, if you ask me on a date, it's one-on-one. And you're committing to two hours of no phone. And you expect the un- undivided attention. It's I a absolutely thing. do. No, it's it totally is. a respect thing. And I like I will check out if the guy's like on the phone. I'll be like, listen, it seems like you're busy. So have you done it before? Oh, have you yeah. walked out on a date? I threatened to once and they put it away. He was like, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We really important business thing. And I'm like, you know what? You asked me out. I didn't ask you to be here. So if you're asking me out, 
give me your undivided attention. I really think that it sucks, uh, you know, further to the point that uh, people have to work 24-7 now because of emails and, and all that coming in on a nonstop basis. If you're not responding to emails or texts or any kind of business matter, even off hours, you're not a good employee. Yeah, and I what think happened that to that you? Where are you? I'm like, absurd. Oh, 9.30 at night, I'm in bed. Like, why didn't you get back to me? You're like, are you kidding? Like, they expect instant reaction. And that's what is a problem because... We, then we can't, we always do have to be checking our phone for our employer for, it's, we can't really enjoy your life. Everyone expects us to just be right back in it. Like one minute later, they're getting a response. Nobody is, um, nobody's stopping to smell the roses. I mean, it's a cliche, but really people don't stop and just enjoy life and smell the roses anymore. It's sad and it's terrifying because it I is. see it in peers and it's the one thing that I honestly try to not do as much as humanly possible. Right. I will turn the phone off. I will put it away. Right. When I switch. Time. From my BlackBerry to my stupid iPhone, I don't know how to use it, and my life has been so free. I'm not constantly checking it, and I, I look at it and I actually hate it. I've just been able to enjoy myself for the past couple of weeks a little more than normal. Like I went to um, Sonoma and Napa this weekend. I had, I really took pictures. I like I had my camera with me. I took pictures. I took in the beauty of it all. I engaged and like like we had conversation. We had great dinner, great food, great wine. It was just. Such a lovely time, and no one was on their phone, especially me. Can you imagine that no more than 15 years ago, if you wanted to get a hold of somebody, you would call their house. If they weren't home, you would leave a message, and then they would get back to you when they got home. That's insane. But see, that's why it's ruining romance is because we used to have that waiting for him to call thing, Mm -hmm. and now there's... Something to look forward to. Yes, and now you get a text, and it's like, if they don't text you right away, something's wrong, and if you don't get back to them right away, something's wrong. And it, there's no, there's no like challenge. There's no chase. There's no hype. It's sad. The uh, the lack of patience is frustrating too. I think, if, for example, if you're dating somebody and they're blowing you up on the text, and you're oh. like, I'm not, I can't just just turns you off to the entire thing and potentially ruins what could have been a good relationship as a result of the now set expectation that you need to be getting back to me within five minutes if I'm texting. Right. Like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Which, by the way, I texted you last night and you have not gotten back to me. Still, we need to talk about. Oh. <laughs> It's my phone. I don't know how to use it. I got a four-page text this morning from an angry Mexican that I'm dating. Uh-huh. And he, I, I sent him, I used Suri to send him a text, and she sent him something wrong, and he's used it to assume that I was seeing someone else. And I'm just like, dude, give me a break. You know I have a new phone. But these four-page text messages to communicate, just call me. Oh, seriously. Absolutely. I, I can't, like, it's almost like that's our whole relationship has been via text message and it's driving me away from him. Texting is impossible to read into because somebody could be saying one thing right. and the intonation is in a completely different regard. Right. But it also, it, it creates this, like, you don't want to talk to somebody because you're afraid to. You're afraid of that social interaction because you don't know how to do it anymore because we're now in this world of just being surrounded by texting. Texting, 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 texting. It's true. I mean, I don't see people sitting around having amazing conversations anymore, except for here at Podcast Phone when we do our interviews. <laughs> or when it's just you and I shooting the shit. I know. You and I. I think it's fun what we do. It found 42% of women and 60% of men aged 65 to 74 had had sex in the past year. 
Yeah, because they're not. I feel like the old people are getting it on because they're not really into social media. Is that not what you just said? Yeah, no, that's exactly what I just said. More people that are old, older people are having sex now than younger people, which is a mind F. Well, first of all, my friend told me she was going to quit texting because it was just so annoying. And I said, is it because your eyes are going? Because you're holding that phone really far away from your face. And she was like, shut up. But the truth is that older people in our lives don't enjoy the technology. They enjoy they. They like the old school way. They're going out. They're getting their little blue Cialis, and they are giving it to the other people <laughs> in the old folks home and having a good old time engaging. Old old people orgies. Yeah. You know what? Oh, yeah. O-P-O-G's. Oh. <laughs> O-P-O-G's. O-P-O-G's. Old people orgies. Yeah. Lastly, uh, in the survey, which, again, is given every 10 years, it's showing that the age at which people start having sex is lower in the younger age groups. The average age for the under 25s is 16 years old compared uh, to 19 years old when they did this last about 10 years ago. So 16 years old is now the average. I can believe it. I have to say, I feel like... I was 17. I was 17. It's my 17th birthday. But I think right now that we're living in a society, unfortunately, with all of the technology, these kids have seen a lot and they're starting up. Like the shit that they even play on the radio, they never used to put that stuff on the radio when I was younger. Oh, Lord, no. I mean, it was so, everything was blurred and what do we call it? Like the blah, what do you call it? Censored. They don't, we don't have these censors. They, they catch things. Even the TV shows are more aggressive. Of course they're growing up faster. And you have access with the internet to anything taboo you could possibly want to know about. It's true. And if you, you can block it at your house, but they're going to go to some of their friends' houses and it's not blocked there. They're going to find it if they're looking for it. You have two young boys. At, at what point do you feel like you'll sit down and have the talk with them in this day and age? Well, Mason is 10 and he and I have already had the talk. See, look at that. Yeah. I mean, it's far younger than I, I think I was, you know, 12 or something like that when I was sat down by my parents. Well, he had a lot of questions and I, um, you know, I'm very honest with my, my parents told us exactly what happened when we asked. Um, but he also wanted to go to sleepaway camp and I was just not okay sending him into the world without him knowing a little more about what was right and what was wrong. What was inappropriate, what was appropriate, you know, and, like an adult should never, you know, that kind of led into we're having, he's like, mom, you know, what happens when people have sex? And I wanted to say, they just have a baby, but you can't, you have to be honest. <laughs> so I, you know, I did it as delicately as I can and I don't want to out him anymore and tell you exactly how it all went down. Well, absolutely. But he, um, he understood it and he already, I asked him to tell me his idea and he kind of had a pretty good idea of what it was. I've noticed that kids are far more with it today than they've ever been. Young children, ages 5 to 10 to 11, they just are with it in ways, maturity levels. It's weird. It's very bizarre. My, uh, the guy I'm dating, um, came over the other night to watch a movie and he was talking to Mason like he was a baby and Mason's 10 and Mason was not having it. He was like, he was just kind of ignoring it. He was like, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah, mm mm-hmm. I, I speak to Mason like I'm speaking to you. Like an adult. Yeah, Respect. absolutely. It is. I say 10 is the new 13, especially in big cities. But we have to realize that that is happening. And the things that I'm reading online that are going on in these kids' schools at the ages that are happening are so frightening. So I really think it's important to give your kids all of the information as soon as you find that they're ready for it. Or even any- Just keep the communication lines open. Absolutely. Talk don't, to them. Don't judge. Just say, you know, my kids know that they can tell me anything and ask me anything and I won't, it said, as long as you tell me the truth, I won't get mad. 
And so they... Don't ask, get angry at them for asking questions. No, not because ever. Because they're curious. That's what they do. They're kids. Exactly. And the, the second you're angry, that means they're never going to ask you anything again. And they're going to be doing some messed up things and you're not going to have a clue about them. You know, for a drunk, you sound like a pretty good parent. <laughs> I'm wasted though right now. <laughs> hey, you got a good show today. You got Nick Prugo from The Bling Ring. He stole so much crap from celebrities. It's awesome. I know. A mil- over a million dollars worth of stuff. Like That is insane to me. And he just walked into Paris Hilton's house. He just figured it out and walked in. Young guy, too. He's, he's super very, young. Very intelligent guy. So he's coming in in just a bit. And then you're talking to Adam Carolla in a minute. I know. I'm very nervous. About I, I'm just so nervous because he's such a professional at this. And this is I'm so new at this. And I'm just like, ah. I've been, I had a dream about it last night. I woke up, I studied some more, and I was just thinking. What was the dream? Hold on, I want to know what the dream was. <laughs> I read that he was at Hooters, and I had this weird dream about Staples Center and him. And I really can't tell you exactly what it was, but he was on a radio thing, and I tried to talk to him. He didn't want to talk to me. It was, you know, it's just like one of those dreams that didn't really make sense, but it was about him because I knew I had to do this today. And he's like, he's the OG podcast he's, he's man. the guy I mean, yeah. he's the one that has taken it and made it, it made it what it is put us here today right so i'm a yeah i'm a little nervous but you know i you can you'll be able to tell when i'm nervous it's just how i roll but um i'm looking this is a real show it. we're honest we're not gonna lie yeah, you're no nervous. you're nervous no i i wish i could lie just like if the listeners were your children <laughs> that's true you people out there all right let's bring in uh, nick Kugel, yeah all right Brandy Glanville Unfiltered will return in a minute. You've probably tried Hulu.com. Hulu Plus is so much more. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere. Watch thousands of hit shows and movies in your living room or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite TV shows like New Girl, Once Upon a Time, Dancing with the Stars, and Scandal. Watch every episode of shows like The Good Wife, Law & Order, Desperate Housewives, and Grey's Anatomy. You can also check out exclusive content including Hulu originals like The Wrong Mans and Behind the Mask. Hulu's new docuseries that takes you inside the world of sports mascots. You can also get access to a collection of ad-free movies and kids content. For only $7.99 a month, catch up on current shows, binge on old favorites, or catch a great movie. Stream as many movies and TV shows as you want, wherever you want, whenever you want. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus for free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash Brandy. That's a special offer for my new listeners. Make sure you use HuluPlus.com slash Brandy so you get the extended free trial and they know who sent you. Go to HuluPlus.com slash Brandy right now for your extended two-week trial. You're listening to Brandy Glanville, unfiltered. Unfiltered. Welcome back to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. I'm sitting here with a very handsome criminal, Nick Prugo. <laughs> he is best known for his criminal activities in the bling ring. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what you're doing now at your on parole. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I'm not a criminal anymore, um, but uh, it's nice to be out of jail. Now, I was in jail for one night. It, it sucks. So tell me about um, that. Did you have any, like, shower dropping the soap situations? <laughs> People tried. Um, I wow. had to watch myself. Um, it yeah, because you're cute. It was very scary um, the first couple weeks, and I was there for a year, though. So, so you, no one made you their bitch? No, I mean, well, they offered, you know, a soup or something, <laughs> but... <laughs> well, that's good to hear, because yeah. you're too young and cute to be in there. Yeah, so. I, I guarded that hole. With yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's 
Why are, what are you doing now? You have a nice watch um, on. Did you steal it? Um, this is Lindsay Lohan's. No. Um, <laughs> I, um, well, she won't know what's missing, so you're good. <laughs> she doesn't know what day it is. Honey. I know. Um, <laughs> I, um, I'm working on a TV show. I can't really talk a lot about it, but um, I'm working on that. It's kind of a reality thing. Um, I kind of might know, but I won't talk about it either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we kind of share the same agent. He likes, like, us criminal types. <laughs> um, so... Tell me about jail. I mean, I was in jail for eight hours one night, and I thought I was going to die. Yeah, um, well, I mean, what do you want to know? I mean, they actually, well, they have, like, flat-screen TVs in there. Shut they have up. vending machines. I mean, and you can order, like, $200 in food a week, which um, it's really, it's like 10 bucks for a thing of so donuts like or something. So it's like sandals, I mean, all-inclusive vacation. Well, downtown L.A. in well, Twin Towers, yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's... I mean, the haircutting and like everything <laughs> is just so that like they have one pair of community clippers that you Ew. have to like rent out and you have like homeless people clipping their nails and. I would not get um, my haircut for a year. Yeah, I would have I gone mean, long. Like, like my cousin it when I walked out of there. I don't blame you. I'm I'm so about hygiene. I get freaked out about everything. Yeah. I tell people to floss more and like feminine hygiene is very important. <laughs> well, obviously, you, you don't want to smell fishy. No, no, not, <laughs> that is not good. We're not going there, but yeah. That is not good. Okay, so tell me, I'm really curious. I was reading the story. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I don't see movies because I see cartoons and that's it because I have children. Yeah. Um, tell me how, if I wanted to become a thief, mm. how would I break into someone's house? Especially like someone like Paris Hilton, someone famous. Well, I mean, it was actually easier because they were so famous. And I mean, Paris Hilton left a key under the mat um, <laughs> with no, her alarm was off. I mean, there was really no breaking. <laughs> but how did you know that, that the key was under um, the mat? Twitter. Really? Uh, you know, it's just social media. Um, social media is ruining real. our lives. It's, uh, it's, yeah. So I, um, it was just really easy. I mean, all of them too. Nothing was really. But she lives behind gates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, all right. No, You're a yeah. master. <laughs> You're a master thief. So now, for the movie, were you part of? Um, like, did they hire um, you to? Well, they they wanted to like hire me. I was fighting my case. I thought it would look bad um, if I was on their payroll, but I did take the opportunity um, to meet Sofia Coppola a couple times because I love her. Yeah, she's um, awesome. I've never met her. I just love like what she stands for. Oh, I yeah, think she's great, she's, she's and I like totally, the wine. Send yeah. me some. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I met her a couple times, told her my story, um, and she kind of took the story from the Vanity Fair interview I gave, um, from 2010. So, I mean, it's pretty much my story. I mean, of course, there's some things that are, you know, right. a little embellished, but, um, but that comes part, along with anything, you know, you have to give them a little creative. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was interesting. I, I liked it. It was pretty accurate. Um, yeah? it's on iTunes too, so it's like easy to. I have a new iPhone. I don't even know. I can barely download my own podcast, which makes me very narcissistic, but I do do it. I'm not going to lie. So how has your life changed since? Do people recognize you now? Um, sometimes, but it's usually not favorable. Um, oh, I mean, how old were you? You were 20. I was 18. 18. I mean, you know, when I was going through a difficult time in my life, like just doing like all, all this cocaine and like Fun. I was like drunk all the time and on Xanax. I mean, Ooh. well, you can't be, well, that's a bad, you can't do all three of those together. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that in this town of like I grew up, I did some wild ass shit when I was little, but I was in Sacramento. No one was paying attention yeah. and we weren't going to like get in trouble. It wasn't like in L.A., there's like a celebrity thing and everyone's watching. And especially if you're robbing celebrities homes, you're bound to um, yeah, get I mean, in trouble. I started nightclubbing when I was 16. Me I mean, too. You know, it's, it's like the thing to do out here, it seems. And mm. everything is just so readily available. Um, 
I'm scared for my children. (laughs) I'm looking at you. You're so cute. And I'm thinking, I have two really cute little boys. I want them to grow up and not rob people. (laughs) Um, So what's next for you? Tell me. Um, Well, you know, the TV show thing. Right. And um, I'm just like, it's weird. Like, sometimes I'll still have days where I feel like I'm still adjusting to being out of jail. Like, it was really dramatic, that experience. Are Um, you in therapy? Um, that's one of my conditions in my parole. My parole officer told me I have to go to therapy now, so I'm going to start that. Um, yes, go. I know. <laughs> it, it's helpful. I mean, even just, it's, it's just so nice to have someone sitting there listening to you. To even you if you you're don't. Pretty and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you're worth so much more than this. Okay, thank you. Here's your money. Yeah, no, I, I'll pay for that. I mean, yeah. all the insurance will pay for it. But. <laughs> oh, that, my, okay, I don't want to talk about Obama because he's here today. I know. But. <laughs> My insurance is getting canceled at the end of this month. And Obama, I need to talk to you. <laughs> um, so that's great. So are you in a relationship? What's your um, I'm romantic like status? I'm playing around. Like I'm really reluctant to get into a relationship. Covering just, the hole still? <laughs> well, that's always been covered. Um, <laughs> well, that's good. I'm more of a, yeah. A, <laughs> a, a no hole kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm seeing this, um, well, not seeing him, but I've been dating this guy from Colombia. So that's fine. Ooh, I love the Latin yeah, lovers. Yeah. I'm. I have. A, I have an issue with tall, dark, and handsome. Italian, Latin, Spanish, Mexican, black. It's I always just nice love. if they can like speak another language. No, like it's sexy. <laughs> Even if you don't know what they're saying, I once had a relationship with a guy who didn't speak any English. Love Sex must have been. <laughs> it was good. We spoke the language of love. That's all you need. Yes, yeah, so I have. I had. Let's see. What else do I have for you? Did you? Did you? Um. So, well, I, you can't, you already said this. So are you making, you're not making any money from the movie itself? Mm, no. I mean, it was weird. They offered me like $20,000, which was like whatever. And then they offered, they gave Alexis Nyers, the other girl in it, um, a hundred grand. <gasps> and I was like so insulted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, so I just, but I decided not to take it anyway. Is that the little girl from the reality show? The one with like the phone call. Um, oh boy. <laughs> Don't get me started. I mean, <laughs> that was a tough show to watch, but the high pitchedness of her voice and not that I can really and that's talk. that's real too. That's like authentic. That's... <laughs> I mean, I'd rather spend a day with like barking chihuahuas. Um, Well, that's good. I'm happy for you. I'm happy all is going well. And I honestly think these people that you stole from, listen, they had enough to go around. Spread the wealth, you know? (laughs) Right? No. And I mean, I gave it back to them too. Like I returned over a million dollars and stuff. So I did the right thing. And like someone asked me the other day, well, do you still feel guilty? I'm like, I'm not going to run around feeling horrible. I was in jail for a year. Come on. (laughs) You've you've done your, you've you've said you're sorry. You have show remorse. You did your time. And now it's time to move forward. So as long as you can laugh at yourself. I think every day. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so just don't take yourself too seriously. I mean, people want to like fuck with you. Just say fuck off. There's so many fucking haters. I know, <laughs> but that's don't pay attention to social media. Yeah. Like we took a picture together at, um, with, uh, Alec. Oh, at, um, yeah, all these tabloids are calling me going, how do you know Nick? I'm like, what? He, like he's a thief? You're I'm like, no, seriously. Kidding. Like, are you guys dating? I'm like, oh my god. Oh I, god. I mean, people <laughs> just want to have a story. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. That was it. <laughs> All right. Will you come back and see me? Um, and next time you have to talk about your show and nothing criminally, whatever the word is, um, involved. Of course. Of okay. Course. <laughs> Great. Well, have a good day. This is Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. We'll be right back. Yeah.
Randy Glanville Unfiltered will be back in a minute. This, this is Kathy Lee and Company. Carl Reiner with me today. Carl Reiner, if you, if you look in the dictionary as one of the pioneers of great, of, of, of American humor, but he's so much more than that. He's a playwright. He's an author. He's a, um, a director, producer. I, you run out of accolades, but, uh, what he is most of all right now, he's here. And Carl, welcome to my podcast. I'm so excited because with, with all those hyphens, I yes, have, I have never been a podcaster. <laughs> I can now add that to my resume. You are a podcast virgin. Podcast virgin, a podcast virgin with Kathy Lee Gifford. Doesn't get better That's than exciting. that. Kathy Lee and Company. Available now. Available now. At com. That's podcastone.com. You're listening to Brandy Glanville. Unfiltered. 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 Welcome back to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Right now we have on the phone the very famous, handsome Adam Carolla. Hello? Hello, Adam. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for calling me. I'm just hopping in my car. Oh. <laughs> Where are you going? I'm actually going home. I did a couple of podcasts with uh, Dr. Drew this morning and... Uh, I'm going to go home, do a little work, and then come back and do my podcast tonight. Oh, nice. I actually was in Sonoma yesterday, and I was right next to a barrel of your mangria. Wow. I know. And they told me it had a really high alcohol alcohol content, that you added some spirits to it. Now, where were you in Sonoma? I was in, that's a great question. There was a lot of wine happening. I was in Sonoma with Tyson and um, David, and I guess they're doing your mangria wine, so that's where oh, I was. Oh, that's great. Yeah. There's a big barrel of it. Well, There's I, a it lot is, of it. Uh, it's, it's, it's sold quite nicely. People enjoy it, and uh, I'm, I'm really proud of it. I, I it, it sounds like a novelty product, um, but it's, uh, it's a real high quality product and, and it's been fun. It's yeah. been fun just sort of marketing and designing the labels and doing the whole nine yards. Well, they were really proud of it. They were talking it up and I thought it was great. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm actually doing a podcast with him tomorrow. So I have something to talk about. <laughs> Isn't Jimmy Kimmel your best friend? I definitely would put him up there. Yeah. So was it hard for you when he got the talk show and his success kind of skyrocketed? No, I, I, uh, you have to kind of know how I'm wired to, uh, appreciate that, uh, because I, I don't, I never, I'm just wired that way. Uh, but really the only bothersome part of the entire thing, well, there, there's, there's actually, there's, there's two things that bother me about Jimmy's success. His eyebrows? In the late night, in the late Three things that bother me <laughs> about his success. Um, one is, is that people perceive that I'm bothered by. It. You know, I, 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 I hate to break this up along gender lines. Um, a lot of guys are competitive, but I, also a lot of women. I don't think this would sit well with. No, For it would me, not be a good chick situation. They would never talk again. Girls have a hard I, time lifting each other up. I, I, this is. This has been his dream since he was 13. Um, I, I couldn't be happier for him. I love going to parties at his house with George Clooney. 
selling my Mangria and writing books and going doing live theater shows and, and just skipping around the country and doing a million different things and enjoying all of them. And I don't think I would have written, uh, I wouldn't be working on my third book if I had gotten into his schedule. Um, so what bothers me is not that he's having success. I'm delighted by him having success. What bothers me is that people perceive me as being bothered by him. No, I can understand. That's I was talking to two of my male friends. I'm like, what question would you ask him if you were me? That was their question. And so I'm like... You know, like I, I, but see, it bothers me because that is their question. I, I hear I, you. I, I would not want to switch places with Jimmy. He sure as hell wouldn't want to switch places with me. There is, there's a part of me that is like, well, look, uh, obviously... I don't want to be, you know, destitute and have my career fall apart while this guy skyrockets to the moon. But I've been doing a, a bunch of very satisfying and, you know, financially and spiritually financial uh, uh, endeavors um, over the last few years. And I'm only bothered by the perception that people think I'm bothered. No, I, 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 there's, I'm sorry to ask, I feel bad asking the question, but that no, was really. It's, it's, it's a good, it's, it's a, it's a very good question. And, and I think a lot of people would be. I, I really do. I'm just not wired that way. I've never been, I've never sought the limelight. I know it sounds a little counterintuitive, but doing a nightly show and the grind that mm -hmm. is that nightly show and showing up at a building with your name on it and having all those people rely upon you, it, it's not how I'm cut out. Well, that's probably why you guys did. I find that the comedians that I know have a heart. They're very, um, they, they're very, I don't want to say, they're not self-absorbed, but they're in their own head. And, you know, everything's a competition about who's funnier. But because you guys kind of came up together during the man show and all of that, you can tell you have a different outlook. Yeah, and, and the... One of the most enjoyable time, professional time periods I spent was working as a full-time writer on his show. I liked hanging around with the other guys and writing the jokes and not being the guy up on stage who had to deliver the jokes. Right. I, 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 I enjoyed that, that time. I'm, I'm not a sort of junkie for, for attention. Um, You're not a fame whore. You know, I, my my thing is I just want to do what I want to do. I'd like to be able to afford what I want to afford. And uh, I'd still just be doing carpentry if it paid, like show business, honestly. Now, doesn't uh, your wife have a radio show as well? She does a podcast on my network as well. Oh, nice. So it's a, it's a family business. Yes, except for the part where she doesn't really make any money. Well, I know, <laughs> I know how much you make, so I, I think that you're doing fine for the both of you. That's the plan. Yes. But she enjoys it, and she, you know, has her cats, and she does her thing, and, and it's, it's, it's fun for her, and as long as she's having fun, I'm having fun. Right. And happy wife, happy life. That's what they say. <laughs> uh, and I believe them. Yeah. Um, the other thing about Jimmy that that does that, uh, that disappoints me is 
he has a full-time job that's more than full-time, and we used to be able to just collaborate on projects left and right because that was the nature of what we did, you know. I, now... He has no time for has, you. Yeah, he, he has basically a, a five-day-a-week, you know, full-time job for the rest of his life. There, you know, if I have a movie idea or a sitcom idea, yeah, I can bounce it by him and let's get up or we can discuss it, but... We cannot, you know, take three months off and do this movie. Right. Have some mangria, sit down, <laughs> get it on. It's not happening. He has a, a full-time job, which is not common in, in comedy, because comedy is you do a sitcom and then you have a hiatus. or you For the or rest you, of your life. <laughs> yeah. Or you have a hiatus for three months and then you come back. Right. Either way, you have time to do other projects in between. Okay, well, this is only like my third time doing this podcast, so I was very nervous. With everyone else, I'm very outgoing, but I would really love if you could just give me some tips or an advice. I mean, sometimes I start talking, and I don't know what the next word is going to be, and I just make something up. Most people go through life that way. <laughs> make a wonderful politician. You know, there's no advice other than repetition, just just. Just especially when it comes to interviewing people, interviewing people, especially people that aren't quite as engaging as moi, (laughs) interviewing people is quietly a very difficult skill. And the only way you get better at interviewing people is to just interview a lot of people and time passes pretty quickly. And before you know it, you're Larry King. So (laughs) all you have to do is... Don't say no. If they say, this guy wants me to do this, or this guy wants to interview that guy, or do, come over here and do a podcast of it, just do it. Just so don't ever do say it. no to men that want me to do things. That's right. But a man says, <laughs> do it, you listen. You get on your knees, and you do you what I say. Knees, <laughs> say a quick prayer, <laughs> and then you listen. Yes, I, I know we're all going with this. Sorry, my brain seems to go to the gutter most of the time. That's all right. It's good sometimes and it's bad sometimes. It's not great when my dad's listening to this and he's like, why did you have to say that? I'm like, I don't know. It just came out of my mouth. I like the idea that your dad listens to your podcast. So. I don't because I get in trouble for it. <laughs> Would he not listen to it if you asked him not to listen to it? Oh, no, no. My dad is a very um, strong Gemini personality, and I'm a Scorpio, and we uh, if I asked him not to do it, he would definitely tune in even with the higher volume. Now, what if he was something other than a Gemini? Because I'm a Gemini, and I don't feel of like course I you are. <laughs> any qualities that Gemini possess. I, oh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel compelled to listen to my wife's podcast, even though I'm a Gemini. Um, I don't know. My dad's a really strong character, and there's two sides to him. He has two different personalities. Um, I don't, I've had problems with Geminis. My ex-husband was a Gemini. My dad and I, we argue a lot. He's a Gemini. So I guess I just, you guys are getting a bad rap in my mind. I, you know, pardon me, but I just wouldn't put that much stock in the whole Zodiac thing. I, 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 I find, I just find it to be a waste of time. I just fear, feel like, look, everyone's got it. Everyone is born in either one of 12 months. I mean, how about Chinese? Like, there's a billion Chinese. So there's got to be, you know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of Geminis out there. Do you, you think you would know the difference? No, because I don't speak there. Chinese. I don't speak Mandarin. But, I mean, you can kind of tell with your eye. Like, you get crazy eyes when you're Gemini. 
And that's just, <laughs> the guys. Do Gemini guys have crazy eyes? Mm-hmm. One. One's normal and one's crazy. A one eye is crazy. Uh huh. I can see it. I could have. If you were here, I would have been able to tell you were Gemini. But I only know about Gemini's and Scorpios. I don't know about the rest of the zodiac. Just the people I right. have to deal with on the daily. I have no idea what. Uh, like <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know what my wife's sign is. Oh. Wow. Um, do you know when her birthday is? I can narrow it down to the month, yeah. Mm. But the, 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 the point is, is I don't know and I don't care. <laughs> that's, that's my message. You care about your wife's birthday. Yeah, but I don't give a shit what sign she is. Right. Okay, well, that's, that's good. That's, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, do you have children? Good. Yep. How many? I have twins, and I don't know what their sign is either. Oh, guy, twins are a nightmare. I'm sorry. I mean, th- congratulations, and I'm sorry all at once. Oh, uh, they're great. They've been uh, they've been great. Boys so or girls? Far, they're good. One of each. Ooh, perfect. You did it all at one time. Yeah, it's great. Well, no more. Um, do you guys still have sex? <laughs> no, we don't have to have sex anymore. We have kids. That's what I figured. How long have you been married? Uh, Eleven years. Oh, so half of everything's hers, and you guys definitely don't have sex, and that's why you hang out at Hooters and do your podcast from there. I hope your dad is listening to <laughs> right now. All right. Well, where are you going in your car? I'm going home. Oh, right. You told me that. To the wife and the babies, and then you're coming back. Yeah, I have a podcast studio, and uh, it's, a, I don't know, eight miles away from where I live, and I go there, and I do some stuff in the morning, and then sometimes I uh, swung by Home Depot, and then uh, go home, uh, do a little handyman crap, and then uh, go back out and do another podcast. You know, my dad is actually a handyman. That's what he does for a living, and I have to tell you, there's something very sexy about men that can do shit without having to make a call. Like, I, it drives me crazy, these guys in L.A. that I have to date. They're like, well, let's just call someone to fix it. And I'm like, well, my dad would just fix it normally. <laughs> like, I can't, it makes me crazy that people are so, they can't do anything here. The men, my, the guys I date. Yeah, they're, they're worthless. Yeah, they're I, I, worthless. I figured and, that out. And I'm glad you think it's sexy. I, I, I've never found it to be an aphrodisiac. Uh, with the ladies, but <laughs> I am, uh, I'm a carpenter. I'm a journeyman carpenter. I'm not a handyman. I mean, I'm, I'm a builder. Oh, well, I I'm sorry. Build. I didn't mean to, to disrespect you. My dad builds too. Well, I called, I said handyman stuff, so I brought it up, but I, I, I used to be a contractor before I got into comedy showbiz or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Oh, so, fun. Yeah. So did some Actually, like manual labor. That's all I did. It sucked, but yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, there's, I don't know, my dad built a barn in my parents' backyard. He built another shed. I mean, there's a lot of building going on at my parents' house. But then he accidentally mm-hmm. chopped all of his fingers off with a skill saw, and they could only put two back on. So he's kind of... Oh, really? Yeah. He's kind of crippled, yeah. but he's still working. He's still getting the jobs. He just doesn't have, like, um, you know, he doesn't have his the contractor's license. So he's doing everything without permits. Hi, Dad. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a special relationship. Um, but yeah, I no, like he's awesome. He's awesome. And he, he, you know, he's blind in one eye and he has two fingers on one hand and he's still getting jobs. Well, I he probably has a pretty good uh, work ethic and he's probably pretty honest. Absolutely. hundred percent. He only charges people $15 an hour. I'm like, dad, you're 25. What are you doing? 
Well, I used to charge people 15 bucks an hour, too, but that was in 1994. So maybe it's time for Dad to step his rates up a little bit. He does have two fingers. I told you that, right? His two fingers and one eye. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got to give him a bit of a discount, but... Yeah, no, he's in Northern California as well, and we're not as fancy down there, so it's a little less money for, you know, handyman stuff when you have two fingers. Oh, yeah, I mean, you can get by, you can get, you know, I don't know where he lives, but 15 bucks probably goes a little further where he is than it would in L.A. Absolutely. But my mom still works, too, so, you know, they put their money together and they party like rock stars. They're great. What'd she do? My mom has a desk job. She works for the government, and she I don't even know what she does, honestly, but she goes to work every day. She takes the bus. She sits at her desk. She takes the bus home, and then they have some soup, and they go to sleep in separate rooms. In separate rooms? My dad has sleep apnea <laughs> among his oh. other things, so she can't actually loves him. She can't actually sleep next to him. Yeah, no, I, uh, I mean, if he's going to be sawing logs all night, yeah. I, I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. But there's love there. The, the, you know, that's all, the 47 years of mad, passionate love. Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a good run. Yeah. I mean, she's a hell of a run. My mom's incredibly patient. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can say. Um, so dad doesn't hear that part either. Well, he will. And that's why we, our relationship is so rocky. But, you know, he knows I love him and he loves me back. And, um, we just take breaks, lots of breaks. You and your dad take lots of breaks. No. I don't know there's some male issues going on with you. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I'm a middle child. I definitely was not the fave growing up in the house, so I had to get a little feisty. And then... <laughs> Did we figure out that your dad was a Gemini? Was that the... Yeah, dad is a Gemini. Done and done. All right. Thank you so much for talking to me and helping me get comfortable. Let's talk again soon. It'd be my pleasure. You're doing a great job. All right. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Download a brand new episode next Tuesday at podcastone.com. Watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere with Hulu Plus. On your TV or on the go with your smartphones or tablet, shows like Family Guy, Once Upon a Time, New Girl, Scandal, and more. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus for free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash Brandy. That's HuluPlus.com slash Brandy. Stay tuned for the latest AP News headlines from Podcast One right after this. AP Update. I'm Tim McGuire. Pope Francis is in the heart of Mexico's drug trafficking region to say mass for cheering Mexican priests, nuns, and seminarians. AP's Nicole Winfield reports from Mexico City. He's celebrating mass for Mexican clergy and nuns, and he's expected to give words of encouragement as they try to minister to a people who have really been tormented by this gang warfare and violence related to the drug trade. Winfield adds that the Pope traveled to the city to show he is in sync with the local archbishop and cardinal, who has been active in bringing the church to the people. Francis's visit to Morelia is also a sign of a vote of confidence for the archbishop, Alberto Suarez Inda. Francis made him a cardinal last year, which is a strong signal of the respect that he has for him. In his homily, Francis urged the clergy to be inspired, to get out of their comfortable lives, and to fight injustice. AP Update.
I'm Tim McGuire.